Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today, we are chatting about CCR set in the northeastern part of the United States. And I'm calling it northeastern because I'm including New York in our conversation as an option and in Googling various regional breakdowns of the United States, uh, New York doesn't always get put into New England or only part of it does. And I'm like, you know what, it's going in. So it's New England slash the Northeast. Um, and we're gonna be starting, this is sort of kicking off a regional breakdown of the United States CCR novels. So we're doing- Which will be really interesting and challenging for Narelle, the Australian, and me, the Canadian. <laughs> However, we're at I mean, for it. It's challenging <laughs> yes. for me too to find books that, because I don't, unless it has a lot to do with the state, I don't necessarily always remember that, oh, hey, this book is set in Kansas or whatever, you know, like I, I don't know. So, um, but I thought it might be fun. I see sometimes people asking for reading challenges or whatever. I need a book that's set in New England or whatever. So I will put all of these in their own playlist on the YouTube channel. And then if people want to look for them by region, they can. So Ooh. I'm trying to help people Ooh. out. Look at you. <laughs> Sounds look fun. So for our purposes, we're saying Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and New York. So right. our our first question is how impossible was it to look for books this way for you, <laughs> Narelle? I was actually okay. So my, I challenged myself to only have one book set in New York City and to pick a book that neither of you guys picked that's set in New York City. So hopefully I achieved that. But um, I could have I could have added a few more. I don't know. I really like that part of the world. Okay. I didn't actually end up, I looked at Nantucket. I could have gone to, but I've um, particularly Courtney Welsh's books in Nantucket, but I didn't add those on my list because we've talked about them before. And I didn't want to take away something you guys might have gone to. Yeah, so I have a couple that are set outside of um, New York City, but I could have I, I, I could have done probably ten, to be I honest. Think, I think we could do a whole episode on New York City um, without any mm -hmm. trouble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, I have six books on my list. Oh, five. Pardon me. And none of them are set in New York City because really? I knew you guys would. So we're we're always <laughs> people always second guessing what each other's going to bring, and we don't always talk about it usually don't talk about it yeah. anyway I found it was hard um because yeah New York was easy and <laughs> but I'm like okay if I'm going to have more than one book and I am then it needs then I was trying to pick like each from different states okay that was that was my goal uh and it was hard but <clears throat> I kind of cheated surprise <laughs> I went to a Christian fiction readers group on Facebook and gave the list of states and said, what a contemporary yeah. romance have you read set here? And of nice. course, then somebody gave me um, a historical set in Washington State. And, <laughs> um, but, but most of the um, most of the suggestions were pretty good and helpful. And I kind of picked through them and some of them I, I could have probably enjoyed reading several more um, but I didn't have time so but that that was how I found the books because Actually, so many times you don't have it doesn't say in the blurb 
necessarily yeah. when you're upset either. Yeah, I, I creeped on that that Facebook post a little and snagged. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mind the comments there myself because yeah, I, I didn't, I don't have any in New York because I was like, I don't want to deal with New York because I figured everybody would. So now, now only Norel. Oh, nobody no is. <laughs> so that means that when we get to the end of this regional series, we need to actually do a series on New York because yeah. the book I've got is probably, gosh, um, eight, nine years old. Okay. So we've completely ignored New York, poor New yeah. York. <laughs> Oops. So, but it was hard and um, I'm already looking, we're doing uh, mid-Atlantic next and I'm already sort of giving those states the side eye like I don't so Virginia's easy like just go read my books <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I put in my notes I'm like Elizabeth in that yeah. in brackets and yes like, but and I, then um, Heather Gray next yeah. is on, on. <laughs> exactly right yeah anyway this week yeah <laughs> all right so um is there I, I mean I said mine sometimes for book challenges, uh, people want a specific region. Is there another situation that you would think of that would make you decide, oh, I feel like reading a book set in Connecticut or whatever. Would, would you do I that? I think if, if I were planning to go there on a vacation, okay. I, I think that would be a, a reason I would do it. That is. And, you know, different places, different states or different uh, areas are known for certain things. So if you're looking for, I don't know, a beach feel, obviously, you're not going to be reading books set in Kansas. I don't know why we're picking on Kansas. Today. Poor Kansas. Oh, poor Kansas. <laughs> um, but if you're looking for like a, a mega city vibe, well, then New York's going to be one that you're going to be looking for. Um, if you're looking for, you know, old American money and rich vacationers, well, Cape Cod like so I, I can kind of see okay. that if if there's certain types of books that you really like that that you would gravitate to certain settings as well for sure Narelle anything to add well sometimes if I watch a movie set in a particular place and it's a place I'm not familiar with I'll go looking for books okay. because I'm just curious the movie has piqued my curiosity in terms of something that's unique about it so if I want to go somewhere that's eating lobster and seafood, then the Northeast <laughs> is quite a good bet if I'm in America. Yeah. Lobster seems to be a very big feature of the Northeast. Yeah. Is yes. there more lobster that's available there it. than anywhere else? I think, I think. the only place they, they fish it is... Um, in the is Pacific in Northwest, Maine. it's all about crab. Yeah. Yeah. Crab yeah. and salmon, I would say. Yeah. But as was, far as but the New England yeah. is lobster for sure. Yeah. yeah. That is yes. like lobster, lobster town. And that's why I want to visit. I love lobster. So <laughs> that would be a reason for me to go there would be it's, to have the not cheap, fresh lobster. But it's fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. By the time and, you oh. have flown in from Australia, it doesn't matter the price of dinner. That's true. That's true. <laughs> for sure. All right. So we're going to dive into books. Valerie, you want to tell us your first one first? Sure. <laughs> um, my first one is The Billionaire's Secret by Megan Whistler. And it is set partly in Massachusetts and mostly in Vermont. So it definitely ticks two boxes here. Um, Ryan and Zara, the, the main characters, are both from Boston and meet at a retreat center in Vermont. He's a billionaire whose friends force him to go to the retreat center while he grapples with the diagnosis of a rare disease. And Zara is there uh, with her terminally ill 
mother. So it's a retreat center for people with illness stuff. Um, they meet, but Ryan keeps from Zara the fact that he has money and that he's sick. <laughs> he just lets her think that she he's there for a similar reason um, to what she is, just for somebody else. But when Zara's mom needs em emergency care and Ryan has her flown back to Boston <laughs> in a chartered plane, all that comes out. And um, so that's a really sweet story. And uh, first in a new series by Megan Whistler, and I am looking forward to the rest of it. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. It's on my TBR. This is about the third time I've heard about this book. So it's, um, it'll be near the top. Before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be a really good series. And I, you know, we've all, we've all not, not Elizabeth. Some of the rest of us have said, oh, uh, you know, thumbs down to billionaire books. Um, and I'm Bring rephrasing that completely because of you, uh, but also this one of Megan's, uh, I thought it was just really well done. And, and the story hit just, it just hit all the points as it should. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. So when are we doing a billionaire episode? We should do a billionaire episode. I really, I've been actually hoarding billionaire books because <laughs> like if I read them too early, I'm I can never remember the story. So I sat, uh, that's when I sat sit on billionaire books thinking we're going to do an episode eventually. So if I just sit them all over there in the corner <laughs> and then have a oh, billionaire you're putting, binge. You're putting billionaires in the corner? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, I mean, They're probably no, I bribing each other to get out of the corner now. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Flashing their money around. That's right. What's your first one, Narelle? My first one is a book that's been mentioned, but hasn't really been talked about by us on the podcast. One of our guests has mentioned it before is Autumn by the Sea by Melissa Tag. So this one had been one sitting in my TBR for a while that needed to get pushed up to the top. And I had a great excuse because this one's set in Maine. So it's a really interesting um, story. So it's CCR, but it has a mystery subplot, but the mystery subplot evolves into a series mystery, if that makes sense. Ah, okay. Yes. So, and yeah. I really like series mysteries that, mm -hmm. that carry over more than one book. So that's a big selling point for me. Uh, I so, find that interesting because you've said before that you don't always read books in order. I that do it in mysteries. <laughs> that will be a little tricky with the mystery. Right. Anyway, right. I know I, I will read if I know for sure that they're interconnected and I'm going to miss something if I read out of order, then um, I will I will read in order. All right. But Go I'll, ahead. Yeah. But if it's like a series and a lot of the trad books, you'll see that they're all set in a location, but sometimes it's not even the same characters or any connections, then those books you can read out of order oh, for sure. or skip or jump between tropes that you like or don't like. So it does depend. So anyway, so getting back to Autumn by the Sea, um, the story set up is, starts in Chicago. And so Sydney was in the foster care system and she really doesn't know a lot about her birth family. And she works in a restaurant and she has a 
her brother. So she calls him her brother, but he's not biologically her brother, who she met in the foster care system, who's always in and out of trouble. And so she's trying to help him. She gave up college actually to look after him as well. He's a bit younger than her. And so she's been working at a restaurant, just living a life. And this strange guy is just watching her at work. And she's like, oh no, not another creeper. (laughs) And then he follows her home and she's completely freaked out by this guy. And it turns out that he's a private investigator and his client, her name's Maggie, and she owns a blueberry farm right on the seaside. So literally the farm is on the sand, right next to the sand in Maine. And she's looking for her granddaughter and has reason to believe that Sydney might be her granddaughter as well. But the catch with all this, I mean, and in a store, if you go back 30 or 40 years, it was very, you didn't have DNA testing. So that type of mystery would was plays out differently. But what was clever about this story is that Maggie had adopted all her children. So she's not actually blood related to the granddaughter she's uh, looking for. Okay. And the mother has passed away. So there's no way of doing a direct DNA match to the mother. And um, Sydney has a photograph that suggests that she has some kind of connection to Muir Harbour, which is the setting um, in Maine where the book is. So the private investigator convinces um, Sydney to actually jump on a plane with him and go to Maine and stay with the grandmother. And so there's danger, right? Yeah, I know. And but it's fascinating because she's not the first person to have stayed there who might be the granddaughter. There's been oh, other no. candidates who've been ruled out. And then you've got there's then there's three of the um adopted children that are there, and one of them is the hero. And the meat cute that relates to a bathroom between, um, what was his name again? I can't even remember. I think, I, oh, Neil, his name is. He's Scottish. He's got a Scottish accent. He's originally from Scotland. Um, there's a meat cute between Neil and Sydney that relates to a bathroom that is absolutely hilarious. Like, laugh out loud, tears rolling down my face, hilarious. I could not stop laughing. And that distracted me for a little bit as I went through the meat cute. But anyway, but this story was so much fun. And Neil and um, Sydney, as you can imagine, there's all this angst because um is she really related is she there to scam them like because they had someone in the past that had been there to try and see if there was money to be had from the estate and all sorts of different things so a whole lot of stuff unfolds but what I really liked about it was the ending was not predictable and it rolled into a bigger mystery and I thought that was super fun and I just love the setting on the beach Maine was the whole Maine setting was just such a big character in the book as well so that's why this one hit my list but it's definitely one to read and the second one isn't on pre-order yet which was very disappointing because I went straight to Amazon (laughs) to see if I could find it so Melissa Tang I hope you've got book two coming soon because I'm really looking forward to reading it. It's not weird that she ends up with her uncle effectively because like if she's the granddaughter and he's an adopted kid I mean I get that they're all adopted so it's not blood but he's and they don't know each other he would still be her uncle. Well, it depends on how the story plays out, doesn't it? So, I mean, he could and he couldn't, but no one's related to each other. The no, thing I, is they're not, no one's blood related. Like, and there's a trick with that. So he's actually technically not legally adopted at the beginning of the book. That's another angst story because he was from Scotland. Okay. So Maggie basically was had a very big heart. She'd take in all these strays. 
Yes. So even though there's a th- there's a two sisters as well that I feel like I would all... have some issues with the story, but I still I love the cover of it. I have almost bought it so many times just because of the cover because the cover is stunning. So it is, and Melissa makes a good story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now you should buy it and I mean it's they're not blood related so it's I not have such weird things about adoption in stories that I I have hesitated with that one and several others that everybody raves about because I'm just not sure with my own personal issues if I could handle them so that's fair yeah yeah uh, I think I think you'd be okay with this one because she's an adult, an independent adult. And if the question of is she or isn't she, the world is not going to end if if one one or the other happens. Like it's not like she's going to slit her wrists if she's not. you know what I mean and there's not going to be something bad that's going to happen it's it's part of the it's it's the mystery subplot but the main story is the romance okay cool so the romance between Neil and Sydney is the main driver of the story and he has his own issues from his own childhood (laughs) so they both have very so I mean they both had a difficult family situation or whatever that they've gone through and that has created issues in terms of trust and different things but you need to read it for the meat cute in the bathroom okay (laughs) in the bathroom even if you stop it's probably in the look inside (laughs) right yeah (laughs) don't know if it is actually it might not be no (laughs) there's a little bit of time there's a little bit of time before they get to it's a few chapters, it's a couple of chapters in before they're in May. Now you're really testing my memory. <laughs> I have okay, a reason. Well, this fine. is not the most recent book I've read. It may not be in the look inside, but as I said, by, if, if, even if you stop reading there, the bathroom scene is hilarious. Makes it, makes it all worthwhile. All right, there. <laughs> all, right, there. all right, so my first book is actually also in Maine. Um, two of my three are in Maine because apparently Maine and New York City are the only New England ones that... Like, cause I also was not going to do the Courtney Walsh books because I feel like we've talked about her Nantucket books yeah. a lot. So, yeah. um, so on a summer tide by Suzanne Woods Fisher, this I think was a recommendation in that group that you asked in Valerie, <laughs> because, um, mm-hmm. I think of Suzanne Woods Fisher as an Amish author, um, yeah. and this is not Amish. So FYI, she does also have some contemporary um, I would say, though, that this is much more women's fiction than romance, per se. Um, there are marginal romantic elements to it. And I think if you were to read the whole series, that the three daughters would all end up happy in a relationship at the end of the whole series. Uh, but okay. even at the end of this first book, nobody is happy in a relationship. Um, there is a beginning hint of a relationship. So I was a little, um, I felt a little let down. It was a fabulous story, but I was like romance, romance, romance. And it's like, where is it? Women's fiction ending. And it's so very satisfying women's fiction ending. And if I thought that going through, as opposed to like, bring on the kissing, um, (laughs) which I like, where's the kissing? (laughs) Is this the series with the ice cream cone on the cover? It's the Is Three this, Sisters Island. Or is it a different one? I know she has one. Yeah, that... no, it's not the ice cream cone one. Okay. It's, um, it's yeah. an island off the coast of Maine that the father sells their childhood home and buys 
this camp where he met their mother, but it ends up coming mm-hmm. like 51% of the island as well. And so the natives of the island, they're not natives, the people who live there um, the uh, of the island are like, who's this outsider coming in and taking over our island? How dare you kind of thing. Um, so you've got, you know, fish out of water for sure going on there. Um, the, the main daughter in this book is the sort of career focused, um, she's a single mom and I can't remember if she's divorced or just never, I don't even remember why she's a single mom. She's a single mom. Um, and it, it's good. There's a lot of, all of the daughters are like wrestling with being sort of figuring out life now that their mom has passed away and where they are and who they are. And so again, very women's fiction-y, really well-written, really good story. Um, not so much romance. <laughs> Maybe if you get to the end of the series, you get all these HEAs, but, um, but quirky little fun main characters, like you think of the sort of stoic and stalwart New Englander, short on words, you know, and, and you get that sort of character of the Mainer, um, along with some fun, like city people moving to an island where there's no Wi-Fi anywhere. Um, everything has to be brought over from the island closest or the mainland. Like they have nothing that's actually there. Um, so cute, cute story set in Maine. Um, not as many kisses as I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, Valerie, you got another one? Sure. I'm gonna have time for two each because we're talking I'm today. Debating whether to go for the main my main story or not. Um, <laughs> I think I won't because okay. we've covered main. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Marilee Wren. She's one of her inspired romance authors, and she has a series that uh, quite a few of the books are set in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And uh, A Place to Call Home is uh, one that stood out to me. And I have read this whole series, but it's been a few years. Um, yeah. Bert was falsely accused of murdering his wife mm. and in jail for a certain amount of time until it was proven i can't remember how that it was not him so he's a little on the bitter side as he comes out of prison at the beginning of the story and he's bent on two things finding out who did it and getting justice that way and then regaining um, custody of his two children who his dead wife's parents have been taken care of while he's in jail so that's kurt um uh, yeah and he's and he's hired a private investigator for that so meanwhile he's working as a restoration contractor at molly's inn Uh, of course she's not so sure about hiring an ex-con um as we would all be nervous about i'm sure um so neither of them he, he has definitely no plans to fall in love. I mean, look how, how that ended. And um, she also has no plans to do that, um, which of course 
is usually or very often the case in a romance novel. Um, so wow. <laughs> nobody's going to fall in love here. Oh, wait, yes, I am. Um, so the whole series is pretty good and um, a place to call home. She, she merely kind of takes you through that whole resolution with Kurt as he begins to find hope again in in a future and not just meaning romantically but you know getting rid of the baggage of his past so that sounds fun yeah. that's her front porch promises series is that yes i believe they've all got really cool porch pictures on the covers yeah yes yeah. okay that's the like series those. cool Nouvelle. well if i talk really quickly about number <laughs> two can i also have a number three please well, we'll, have, we'll have to see. all right <laughs> okay the sec all right I'm going to talk very quickly because I cannot not talk about this one about the breakup project by Carolyn Miller so this is partly set in Toronto partly set in Boston we have done a spotlight on the breakup project and I'd also talked about it in previous episodes so I'm not going to go into the story itself you can go back into our archives and go hunting for them but what I really love the reason this one hit my list is I just love the Boston setting in the book so it's a long distance romance breeze in Toronto Mike is a hockey player plays for the hockey team based in Boston and so she visits him in Boston and I just loved that part of the book where you actually get to see through the eyes of Brie, um, get to explore Boston. And that to me can be really fun. And that was one of the things I look for in terms of the regional settings is a new character coming in who's not familiar with the setting and getting to actually see Boston and Massachusetts through their eyes. So that was my second one. Can I squeeze a third in as well? We'll see. I'm going to do my second one first. And then if we have time, yes. we'll go <laughs> for a third. How about my fifth one? No. <laughs> no. Okay, go. <laughs> All right, so my second one, and I'll try to talk fast um, because I also have a third that I want to mention if we can. Um, we are is mentioning it. Love, Lace, <laughs> and Minor Alterations by V. Joy Palmer. And it's actually in New Hampshire. Um, now, I will say it could be anywhere. There is nothing specifically New Hampshire-y um, about it. So, but she makes a point of it being in New Hampshire, so it qualifies, but you don't really get a feel for New Hampshire from reading it. Uh, but it was really kind of fun. Izzy uh, is a bridal consultant at a bridal dress shop and um, Miles is hired to do marketing for the shop. Um, and he has these grand ideas that um, Izzy's aunt owned the shop but ends up selling it to someone else. But because it's Izzy's aunt's shop, Izzy kind of doesn't like the fact that Miles is like announcing these sales and she hasn't been informed or consulted about them because this is her aunt's shop and she should know these things and how dare she not be included. Um, it's definitely sort of, I, I, I hate to call it hate to friends to love, but it it's because they don't hate each other. They just rub each other the wrong way. Um, you know what I mean? They just, they're, they're oil and vinegar, basically. Um, oil and water, not oil and vinegar. <laughs> oil and water. Um, and so, yeah, but it's, um, the end was really, really satisfying because I feel like both characters realized the places where they were just being stupid um, and, and actually 
did more than pay lip service to it actually sought change. You know, they, they actually, and they talked and that kind of, you know, I mean, they, they actually had to realize, um, and some pretty big stuff and some, some big, it had a good faith element, um, that was part of the, the realizations of where they were going wrong. Um, so I really, I appreciated the fact that there was actual change, um, in the characters and it was, spiritual base changed as opposed to I want this person in my life so I guess I have to change kind of thing gotcha yeah yeah all right Valerie do you have a third talk fast no maybe did we leave Valerie no third no all right Norelle Really fast. Oh, okay. So I'm <laughs> going to very quickly talk about the New York City book I mentioned earlier because sure. we can't just leave people hanging. <laughs> so the book that it's actually a I probably it's almost a contemporary fiction with rom com elements okay. as opposed to romantic elements and it's I Always Cry at Weddings by Sarah Goff so this is an older one but I really enjoyed this story and the reason I've brought it up in this episode is that New York City really is a character in the book oh, nice. so Ava basically has this perfect New York City life she's a socialite she's about to marry this amazing guy she adores her mother-in-law which would which you would think would be a winner because not everyone adores their mother-in-law <laughs> and um, she ends up basically walking calling off the wedding and a whole lot of stuff happens so it doesn't have that traditional romance trajectory with a happily ever after but she really deals with what happens when this when what she's made this decision and her life has gone in a completely different direction to what she thought and we really see the good the bad and the ugly of New York City and I found it a fascinating read and most of the characters in this one aren't Christian so a lot of people will complain that with with CCR often that all the characters are Christian that's kind of like we're sitting in the Christian bubble and blah 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 this one you'll be complaining probably that not enough characters are Christian if that makes (laughs) sense and you really get and because of that there are probably conservative readers may want to give this one a miss because there'll be things that happen there'll be stuff happening that is outside of what you'd probably normally expect to see in a CCR but on the other hand, if you're a reader looking for something different that's challenging and um, will really push you to think about social justice issues and things like that, then this is a good one to read. And it's a fun story and I really enjoyed it. And I have not read this book for probably seven years, but I still remember it. So a book that I can remember seven years later was the first one I thought of for New York City. So it's stuck in my mind as a good one. All right, so super fast. I'm going to just give an honorable mention nod and then we'll get Valerie's super fast. <laughs> um, the Moose Creek series by Jan Elder. Um, yeah. You have to read, yeah. it's set in Maine um, with mooses. There are moose um, in the town. Matilda. And Matilda, Matilda the moose. Matilda the moose. Um, and uh, you want to read all three because what Jan did is um, the relationship, you don't get the final HEA till the end of the third book. So their relationship does span all three books. Each one has a fairly satisfying happy for now, but if you want that super happy at the end, um, you got to read all three. Um, And it is a little quirky because the heroine is actually a pastor. Um, So I know for some folks, they might struggle a little there. So fair warning, it does have a female pastor. Um, but it's, uh, it's a really fun 
series and the town very Maine. Like it couldn't be set anywhere else. It is it is very Maine. Um, as, as I recall, because this is somewhere on my list too, the townspeople also struggled with the fact that they had yes. called a female pastor. <laughs> so yeah. lest you think that you're the only one when you're reading it and everybody yeah. else thinks it's normal, um, Jan definitely goes there. Yeah, she does. She does for sure. All right, Valerie, what's yours? Um, I'm just going to give an honorable mention to Ruth Logan Hearn's Wishing Bridge series uh, set in upstate yeah. New York. Is it Swishing? Um, Wishing Bridge. Wishing. Yes. Wishing, as in what <laughs> gotcha. do you wish about? Uh, Welcome to Wishing Bridge is the first one. Um, it's about the, the series is about three girls who are foster in foster care together. Um, and Kelsey finds herself giving birth in a fire station um, in Wishing Bridge near Rochester after being stranded by a winter storm. Oh, fun. Uh, she drives off the road by accident obviously I guess uh, police officer Hale rescues her Kelsey had reason to believe her mom had been from Wishing Bridge but and she had no intention of actually stopping there she was just going to carry on by she was planning to give her baby up for adoption um, but here she is like a month early giving birth in this fire station and the elderly couple who takes her in um it's a whole very warm small town feeling mm -hmm. and Ruth Logan Hearn is very good at uh, characterization yes. and um, if you're looking for yeah. a town you can cozy up in for a while <laughs> Wishing Bridge is your place. Cool. All right. Well, let us know if you've read any of these or if you have a recommendation for a New England based book. Um, we know we left out a whole bunch of New York City books. So we, we acknowledge that for sure. Also Maine and New Hampshire. Yes. And Nantucket, <laughs> like all of Courtney Walsh has, she has some fabulous books set yeah. in Nantucket yeah. that we've talked about multiple times. So we know we missed some <laughs> for sure. Uh, but we'd love to hear what you would recommend. Um, and other people might enjoy seeing what you recommend as well. So leave us a comment. Um, thank you for joining us. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget subscribe and notification bell so you never miss an episode. And um, you can find more information about the podcast at Story Chats. Oh, no, at inspiromance.com slash Story Chats. And we will look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.